Hi there, business owner. Do you want a better understanding of business finance, what your numbers actually mean, and stories of the highs and lows of business where I'll be sharing my tips and tricks every week? Then you're in the right place. Welcome to the 3Bs Podcast with Stephanie. Welcome back to another episode of the Three Bs podcast with Stephanie. I hope you're well. I hope you've had a great week. I'm Stephanie, and today we are talking all things payroll. So, payroll. When I say payroll, I am talking about a P A Y E or pay as you earn scheme, which an employer will run for their employees, which is where you will provide a pay slip, uh, a P forty five, P sixty, and employ them with a contract of employment to work in your business. Now. There's been a lot of talk about the national minimum wage and the national living wage and the differences between the two. The national minimum wage is the minimum amount per hour a worker should be paid depending on their age or whether they're an apprentice, which the rates I will cover shortly. The national living wage means if your employee is 23 or over, they receive that rate and that is higher than the national minimum wage. The rates for 2023-2024 have increased from 2022-2023, which were frozen the year before due to the pandemic. So the current rates which now apply are if your employee is aged under 18, it's £5.28 an hour. If they're aged 18 to 20, it's £7.49 per hour. If they're 21 to 22, it's £10.18 per hour. And if they're 23 or over, the national living wage applies, which is £10.42 per hour. Now, if you're an apprentice, there is a rate which is the same as the under 18 rate, which is £5.28 per hour. But this applies to any apprentice who is aged either under 19 or over 19 and in their very first year of an apprenticeship. Now, these are the minimum wage rates per hour. You can pay them more than this, but this is the minimum that they must have for the hours they work in your business. As we approach the first monthly payroll of the 2023-2024 tax year, it's important to note that these new increased national minimum wage and national living wage rates apply from the 6th of April. If you are paying your staff on the 1st to the 30th or the 31st of each month, then it's only the first pay period which starts after the 6th of April in which the new national minimum wage rates and national living wage rates apply. Contrary to popular belief, you do not need to pay the 1st to the 5th of April at the old national minimum wage and the 6th to the 30th of April at the new national minimum wage. It is your choice as a business owner whether to adopt the new national minimum wage or national living wage rates from the 1st of April, but there is no obligation for you to pay the new rate from the 1st of April if your payroll month runs from the 1st to the 30th or 31st of each month. If your payroll runs from the 15th to the 15th of April, so 15th of April to the 15th of May, for example, then you would need to use the new national minimum and national living wage rates as that would be your first pay period after the 6th of April. Now, I want to talk about the cost of having an employee in your business on the payroll using your PAYE scheme. There's often a lot of confusion around this, so I wanted to cover this in this podcast to make it easier to understand the costs involved in having an employee. So you will agree a salary with an employee and that will be their gross pay. Uh, One twelfth of that will be their gross pay each month. Now, of that gross pay, 
anything above the personal tax allowance of £12,570 a year for most people, depending on their tax code, uh, will, they will be taxed uh, at the basic rate of 20% unless they reach the threshold for the next rate of income tax. This is in England and Wales. It is slightly different in Scotland. Um, please do drop me a message if you'd like me to go into more detail on the Scottish tax rates. But for this purpose, it's going to be England and Wales. Now, the tax that the employee needs to pay will be deducted before you pay them. And it is your job as the employer to pay that to the HMRC on or before the 22nd of the month following the pay period. So for this month's payroll, which is the 1st to the 30th of April, for example, the tax that has been deducted from the employee's payslip needs to be paid to the HMRC by you, the employer, by the 22nd of May. And they must receive that by the 22nd of May. Um, so you do need to allow time, depending on how you are making payment, to allow any day working days for the um, payment to be processed. Now, similarly to tax, national insurance is also deducted from a payslip. But there is two types of national insurance on a payslip. There's the employee's national insurance, which is deducted from the employee in the same way that taxes and paid to HMRC at the same time as any tax due. But there's also employer's national insurance, which is an added cost on top of the salary that is in the contract of employment that you will need to pay each pay period to the HMRC, along with employer's, employee's national insurance and the income tax. While there is both employee and employer in national insurance contribution rates, both with their own percentages. They are both known as Class 1 national insurance contributions um, in the eyes of HMRC. So I'm going to start with employees' national insurance, which is also sometimes called primary contributions. Now, this is, as I said, deducted from the employee's gross earnings before they get their take-home pay. From, there is many different national insurance category letters, all with slightly different meanings, and it, I will go into them in a future episode. But I'm going to generalise for the sake of explaining this in, a, in this episode. And employees' national insurance is anything between the primary threshold and the upper earnings limit. For most insurance categories, they will be deducted 12%. So 12% is the national insurance contribution rate. Anything above the upper earnings limit is 2% national insurance contributions. And that is regardless of what letter national insurance category the employee falls into. Now, the primary threshold is £242 per week, £1,048 per month, and £12,570 per year, which falls in line with when an employee starts paying tax when their personal allowance is taken up if they have a standard personal allowance. The upper earnings limit is £967 per week, £4,189 per month or £50,270 per year which falls in line with the other end of the basic earnings band in England and Wales and that is when they go from 20% to 40% tax. And for employers' national insurance, the employer starts paying national insurance once an employee hits the secondary threshold or upwards. And that is £175 per week, £758 per month, 
or £9,100 per year, which is why you may see if you're a director of your own limited company with a payroll scheme, P-A-Y-E, that you may see online that the recommended earnings through the payroll for a director is £9,100 per year because it's at that point that employer's national insurance becomes payable for most national insurance categories. Um, the main difference is the apprentice and the under-21s who are 0% until they're above the upper earnings limit, which then is 13.8%. As I just mentioned, tax rates in England and Wales are different to what they are in Scotland, so I'm just going to cover them quickly here. So for 2023-2024 tax year, the standard personal allowance is £242 per week, £1,048 per month, or £12,570 per year. Any employee who earns that or under with a standard personal allowance will not pay any income tax. Anything between £12,570 and £37,700 would be the basic tax rate, which is 20%. Anything between £37,701 and £125,140 is the higher tax rate of 40%. And anything above that £125,140 is the additional tax rate at 45%. It is worth noticing, it is worth noting, sorry, that if once an employee earns £100,000 or more, they start to lose £1 of their personal allowance for every £2 they earn over that £100,000 threshold. In Scotland, things are slightly different. So for 2023-2024 tax year, although the standard personal allowance rate is the same at £12,570 per year, they have a starter tax rate of 19%, which is up to £2,162 over that £12,570 per year. Anything from £2,163 to £13,118 above the 12570 is the basic tax rate at 20%. Then they also have an intermediate tax rate, which is 21%, and that is £13,119 to £31,092 above the 12570 Then they have a higher tax rate of 42%, which is between £31,093 and £125,140 above the £12,570 personal allowance. And then their final above £125,140 over the personal allowance is a top tax rate at 47%. I appreciate that is a lot of information and this is a really fact-filled podcast this episode. But I wanted to get it all into one podcast episode as quickly as I could. The other thing I just wanted to mention is pension contributions, which I will cover in a later episode. But pension contributions do become payable um, under an auto-enrolment scheme. You, An employer has to enrol an employee once they're above £520 a month, £120 a week or £480 over four weeks. And that applies if your employee is aged between 22 and state pension age which varies based on when they were born as the pension age has um, risen over the years. And we're almost at the end of another episode, but I didn't want to leave you without my top tip of the week, and that is to log on to your personal tax account 
at gov.uk and check your tax code, check your personal allowance for the 2023-2024 tax year. If you've ever had, if you've ever been employed and had company benefits such as a car or a van, uh, medical or health care insurance benefits, your tax code may have been changed or lowered to account for the benefit you were receiving when you were employed. And if you then become, owned your own business or then left that employment, it may still be on your tax code as it won't change unless somebody asks them to change it. It's not something that's automatic. Um, I, It is very easy to change it. There is a form online that yourself or your agent, so your bookkeeper or your accountant, if they're your agent, can request that your tax code is reviewed uh, for you. You just need to get in touch with them. But I would, yes, recommend logging on to your personal tax account at gov.uk and checking your personal allowance, your tax code for the 2023-2024 tax year. Next week, I'll be covering five reasons why you need to get your tax return in early, the benefits of doing so. But as always, if you have any questions, any queries, if there's some specific um nuance or situation you would like to discuss you can get in touch with me on all different social medias it's abcs uk facebook twitter instagram or linkedin or drop me an email at info info at abcsuk.co.uk and that brings us to the end of another week of the three b's podcast with stephanie Thank you so much for listening. I'd really appreciate it if you could like, subscribe, rate and review this podcast wherever you are listening to it so that I can reach more business owners and help them build better businesses. See you next week for the next episode.